0: Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby Say the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't going to tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. You have your Bibles. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 2. Galatians chapter 2. So, uh, the other day, I was sitting at the house, and... Mail came and opened it up and I had a new coffee mug in, my, uh, in the mail and I opened it up and it scared the living fire out of me. It was one of the most horrific messages that I've ever received not for the message itself But for what it implied, and what it implied, I had zero idea who sent this to me. Now that may not sound like a big deal to you. Let me ask you, if you received this in the mail, would you think it was a big deal? Because this is what it said. I'm so afraid, I can show you, it's on both sides. I'm so afraid I might trip, so I was wondering, will you walk me down the aisle? Well, I'm married, number one. Now, there's other people that do walking, right? Now, I have done tons of weddings, but I have never walked anybody down the aisle. And suddenly, I started to freak out. I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. Who is this? Because it came from Amazon, right? There's no note. There's no nothing. So what I'm fixing to do is I'm fixing to get a hold of Sonny, Dell, and Leland because that's one of the next weddings I do. And I was going to ask Sonny, does Sarah want me to walk her down the aisle? Or am I going to do like the whole thing or, or what? And like I was typing out that message to Sonny when it dawned on me. My little sister said that she was sending me something my married little sister was sending me something. So I sent her a, I you know, took a picture of this and I texted it to her and I said, did you send me this? <laughs> and all I got back was laughing, crying emojis, like a hundred of them. And I said, what's so funny? She goes, <laughs> she said, it looks right, but it has the wrong message. <laughs> So she screenshots the Amazon order and what it is supposed to say is, this is what a published author looks like. <laughs> and she said, never again am I gonna try to do something nice to you. The very first time I did it, this is what happened. I said, no, I love it even more. It's my favorite mug now because it has a story, <laughs> right? But the crazy part about it is how well that fit into what I was reading in the Bible. (laughs) Believe it or not, that's exactly what I was reading in Galatians chapter 2. There are people that Paul talks about in Galatians chapter 2 that look right, but they have the wrong message. You've heard of false prophets and false teachers, right? But did you know once in the Bible... Once specifically, Paul talks about a third group, and it's called false believers. Not false teachers. They're not up front teaching anybody. They're not false prophets. They're not going around telling everybody what God said. These are what Paul calls false believers. And the word he uses there is like not used anywhere else when it in that passage. So this is the only, now it says it, there's a, some forms of it in First Peter. But really this is the only place Paul talks about not false teachers, not false prophets, but false believers. In Galatians chapter two verse four is where we'll start. This matter arose because some false believers had infiltrated our ranks, to spy on the freedoms we have in Christ and to make us slaves, okay? This matter arose because some false believers had infiltrated our ranks to spy on the freedoms we have in Christ Jesus to make us slaves. So who are these false believers? They are those, and I want you to listen close to me, they are those who intentionally, with malice with intent try to come between you and the freedom you now have in Christ Jesus if you are a professed believer in Jesus, okay? These are people with bad motives. These aren't ignorant people You know that, that think they know everything but they really don't. These are spies, they are intentional, okay? Their job is to break apart the body of Christ. Now, what do these false believers, how how can we know if they might be one? This is not a sermon about trying to figure out who's a false believer, it's to let you know what they're like in case you ever run up against one. Okay, so who are they? What do they look like? What do they sound like? Let's see some characteristics. Number one, spies are spies. And, that, and that's, that's what Paul says, not me. Our ranks to spy and make us slaves, right? Are spies, do spies look like spies? No, are spies? You know, do you, do you find yourself wanting to throat punch them and everything? No, they'll be your best friend. They're con artists, right? These are likable people that have come in and tried to make you slaves to what you once were. Their intention is to make you a slave to rules, restrictions, and ramblings that might sound right, but have zero foundation in the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of grace. Beware, now, how do you spot one that can look like you, talk like you, they're very friendly, and everything like that? Listen, one of the words that you'll hear, now, I'm not saying that everybody that has said this is a false believer, okay? I did not, I'm not saying that. But have you ever asked somebody, well, are you a Christian? Well, I'm real spiritual, They just denied their faith in Jesus Christ. Be wary of spiritual people. Now, I'm not saying that spiritual people are all false believers that are spies that are trying to hurt you. But some of them are. Okay? Some of them are. Beware of those that deflect whether a believer or not and they start bringing up, well, I'm just spiritual in all things. Yeah, okay. The ones to watch out for are Only those that try to convince you that the gospel you have heard and read in the Bible is wrong. Beware of those people that say that they know secrets. It's all over social media and stuff like that, websites. The secret. Listen, God has laid it bare. Even Paul talked about the mysteries before, the mysteries are no longer because all of those mysteries are found in Christ Jesus, right? They are, and this is probably the absolute main characteristic of a false believer. They are divisive. They are divisive. Listen, let me tell you what kind of respect I have for y'all as a pastor. Each and every one of you, I have never entertained a complaint against any of you from any other person. Because if somebody comes to me and wants to complain about you, I shut them down right there. And I said, you turn your butt right back around and you be a man and you go to them face to face or shut up and forget it. Either do something about it. Go like Matthew eighteen fifteen through 19 says, if your brother offends you, go to him in person. And just be aware that your complaint against somebody else that you're coming to me about, the end of Matthew 18, 15 through 19 is reconciliation. So you either go to them and talk to them or you go ahead and forgive them and let it go. Those are your two options. Both of them end in forgiveness, okay? False believers are divisive. They will talk. They will sit here in our midst and they will tell you that I'm wrong. They will tell you how I'm wrong, okay? But be wary also of, uh, be w- the false part only comes from one thing, that everything is not found in Jesus Christ. It's found in our works, it's found in something else, right? That's what the false means. Any other way to God besides Jesus Christ. OK, and so if you ever hear the nicest person in the world say, well, I don't think that that's the only way to heaven. Throat punch them and leave. <laughs> no, do not throat punch them. Just carry a handheld hot shot. <laughs> Some of y'all ain't never been hit with a long yellow hot shot and it shows. <laughs> if you ever want to see somebody that's been hit by one, pull one out and aim it at them. Okay? But listen, one other thing, and then we're gonna move on to something more positive. Be very wary of ministries that make a ministry out of calling everybody else false prophets and false teachers, okay? Be very wary of those that claim that they're the only ones that have the truth, okay? Be wary of those. Now. Here's the main point of what we're going to talk about. It's not false believers. You just have to be made aware of them, okay? Just be be made aware. As a matter of fact, in Matthew chapter 24, which is called the Olivet Discourse, because Jesus is standing on the Mount of Olivets, something like that. I think it's a really small olive, right? Is that what Olivet means? Of course, I'm joking. He's The disciples ask him, how do we know when you're coming back? What should we do? You want to know what the very first thing he said was? Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Many are going to come saying they have the truth, but the truth only comes from the Father through the Son through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, not some preacher over here that's saying that there's, you know, that everybody else is false prophets. Listen, a false prophet and a false teacher is somebody that says that there's another way to heaven besides faith in Jesus Christ. But now, with all of that out of the way, let's talk about those freedoms in Christ that, that those people are trying to take away from us, okay? Because they're, they're absolutely amazing. All right, here we go. What are the freedoms that we have in Christ well, one of them, and I'm not going to list all of them, not going to list all of them. But one of them, I don't even want to say first. I mean, how do you put something first, right? One of them is this, the freedom from the power of sin and death. That is something that you've been given as a believer, the freedom over The power of sin and the power of death. Listen, it doesn't mean that we won't sin and it does not mean that we won't die. Now, Jesus said some in this generation will not die before we see him come back. And I'm firmly convinced that there's probably gonna be some people alive today that maybe do that, right? If not, great. That means that there's still more people to be saved, right? But we gotta be ready. It doesn't mean that just because we have freedom over the power of sin and the power of death, it doesn't mean that we don't sin and we don't die. It means that death holds only victory for the believer. When a believer dies, guess where you go cowboy? Yeah, stir up high green grass with God, no more pain, no more worries, right? You are with Jesus. Death doesn't do anything to the believer except set us free. Death for the believer is not bad news. It's the best news ever. We get to go be with our Lord and Savior, the one that we have been following. It means that sin has no power over us anymore. Okay? Now, if it does, if it does, you have to understand something it ain't controlling you. You're choosing it. Sorry. It's not controlling a believer. The believer is choosing to sin. But thankfully, we have forgiveness. Okay? First freedom that we will talk about. The fr- These people are trying to take away your freedoms and make you slaves. Now, do you want Freedom from power of sin and death? Or do you want to be slaves to sin and a slave to death? Of course not, right? So don't let anybody take that away from you. Second one that we'll talk about, freedom from fear and worry. Freedom from fear and worry. In Luke chapter 12, verses 25 and 26, let me ask you something. Is there anybody in here that would dare raise their hand and say, you know what, I'd, I'd like, I don't want any freedom from uh, fear and worry in my life. Of course not, right? But listen to this. Remember when I said we choose it, right? We choose it. In Luke 12 verses 25 and 26, Jesus says this, who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? since you cannot do this very little thing. He's saying adding one minute to your life is the easiest thing in the world for me to do, for for Jesus to do, right? On a godly scheme, adding one minute to your life, that's like walking to God, right? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? He's saying it accomplishes nothing. It is not go. Worry never adds to your life. It only takes away. Worrying makes you a slave. Having faith in Christ sets you free. Don't let anybody take that away. And you know what? You've got friends... They try to convince you to worry. You know those friends that you call that never have anything good to say? They only got complaints and man, either shut them down or shut them out. You don't need that kind of negativity in your life. Do not become a slave to fear and worry because of somebody else's constant complaining and negativity. Right? Freedoms. Freedom from the power of sin and death. Freedom. Freedom from fear and worry. How about this one? Some of us, mainly starting with the guy in the black hat talking. Freedom from guilt and shame. Freedom from guilt and shame. In Isaiah chapter 54 verse four, God speaks through Isaiah and says this, fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid. There is no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your youth. Man, that is powerful right now. Man, is there anybody in here that does not... Would not leap off of a cliff to grab hold of that promise of God. Fear not. You will no longer live in shame. We, man, there's so much shame that is just heaped on us by the world. And if you don't think it works, man, just look at current events. People are shaming other people into trying to force them into believing something that they don't believe in. Shame is a very powerful societal tool of the devil, do not entertain it if you are a follower of God, a true follower of God. You know what? L- let, me, let me interject something right here. I heard the most amazing illustration this week on what it means to be a believer in God. There was this guy, and I don't know when it happened. I think it happened quite a while ago. He decided that, and I think he was the first one to do it walked across Niagara Falls on a tightrope. But this guy didn't just walk across, he made it all the way across and everybody cheered and he turned around and put a blindfold on and went back. When he got to the other end, everybody was cheering. He kept the blindfold on and walked backwards over it. And everybody went crazy. So what did he do next? He grabs a jump rope blindfolded, and crosses it all the way across, okay? He does all of this, and at the very end, when you don't think it can get any better, he gets a wheelbarrow, and he takes a wheelbarrow with some stuff in it. Well, I think he goes across once, and then he puts some other stuff, and he's taking a wheelbarrow across, and he said at the end, he said, Do y'all think that I can push a... Do y'all believe that I can push a human being in this wheelbarrow across this? And everybody screamed. And he said, who wants to get in? And nobody volunteered. (laughs) See, as funny as that is, that's the difference in believing in God and going and getting in the wheelbarrow. Do you believe in Jesus? to the point that you'll go get in. When I say a follower of Christ, I'm talking about somebody that's in the wheelbarrow, not somebody standing on the the safe shores, okay? Freedom from guilt and shame. Why do I insist that you be an authentic follower of Christ because of all of these freedoms. Freedom from sin and death. Freedom from fear and worry. Freedom from guilt and shame. That shame and guilt for whatever it is that you've been carrying around. That stuff that you have piled in the closet and slammed the door and locked, the, locked it. Maybe set the house on fire sometimes. But it's still there. It doesn't have to be. Not if you get in the wheelbarrow. Next one. Freedom to live a purposeful and fulfilling life. If you think that this freedom to live a purposeful and fulfilling life has anything to do with jobs, houses, horses, ranches, or anything else, we need to talk afterwards. Because when I talk about a purpose-filled and fulfilling life, this freedom is for only getting in the wheelbarrow. It's reserved for those that get in the wheelbarrow. This freedom is for pursuing God and nothing more. Okay? This freedom to live a purposeful and fulfilling life, and there's not a single one of you in here that isn't trying to do that. A purposeful and fulfilling life that can only be found in one place a deep relationship with your Creator. Nothing else will do it. Now, if you need to go pee on the electric fence, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. Jesus ain't going to stop you. But it ain't going to work, guys. You cannot find success, not success, but you can't find fulfillment and purpose in anything except a deep relationship with God. Don't let somebody take that away from you. They can't take it away from you, but you can give it away. Freedom from power of sin and death, freedom from fear and worry, freedom from guilt and shame, freedom to live a purposeful and fulfilling life. Freedom to love and serve others. Wow, why would we love and serve others? Well, we love God by loving and serving others. A lot of people, Well, I I just don't know what God wants me to do. Yes, you do. Go love and serve others, right? If you think that that sounds boring, then you don't know the life of Jesus Christ. Because that's exactly what he did, isn't it? He had, like what he did was love and serve others. Matthew 25 verses 37 and 40. Then these righteous ones, and this is is where Jesus is, you know, this is red letter stuff. Then those righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? And the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it for one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it for me. You wanna know how to love God? By loving and serving others. And I know in our society, I can see it on your faces, you're trying to hide it, that does not sound appealing to you. Well, of course not. The devil's tried to convince you that it's not. See, we're easily influenced. This morning, I get a little uptight on Sunday mornings because if something's gonna go wrong, it's gonna go wrong on a Sunday morning, right? My dog started barking and I went and opened the front door and there was a guy walking up that had run out of gas right in front of the house. And so he didn't speak any English, but luckily he went to the only, probably the only town in Elbert County That's not Hispanic that speaks English or speaks Spanish. Robert could have probably handled it. But uh, anyway, so I got to talk to him and got to use my Spanish, got him some diesel. I got in the Kubota and took him back over there, made sure everything started. And it was crazy that all of my worries and cares this morning went away. I got to do something for somebody that, that needed help. Listen, if you are truly loving and serving others with a pure, intensive heart, it is going to fulfill you just like it did me this morning. I love it. I I know it was bad for him, but I thank God for it. I was like, God, thank you for bringing me back down to earth to show me what was important. Freedoms. Over the power of sin and death, freedom from fear and worry, freedom from guilt and shame. I don't know, this is not bad news. This is all good news, guys. Freedom to live a purposeful and fulfilling life, freedom to love and serve others. How about this? To forgive, the freedom to forgive and be forgiven. Mm. Hebrews 8 12. And I will forgive their wickedness. And I will never again remember their sins. I got, man, if that doesn't just give you the chills, I pray one day it does. Freedom to forgive and to be forgiven. Don't give these freedoms away. They are gifts of God for you. And finally, the last one we'll talk about, the freedom to experience joy and peace that surpasses all understanding. Man, I pray one day that you experience that. I pray one day that you experience that. And Paul talks about it in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. He says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. You know what I, I get when I read that right there when he says, Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything? If, if you start to worry, Turn that into something good and use that. You know, whenever you're driving along, does anybody else have a family member that likes to drive by Braille? (laughs) Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Uh, And have you ever seen it when they change the lanes that you can't drive anywhere except on the Braille? That makes me mad. I usually want to take the bar ditch. But here's the deal. Don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. If, you're, if it's in your mind to worry about something, use that as a hot shot to go, that's what I need to pray about right there, right? Don't worry about anything, instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds, that means more than, anything we can understand. Meaning you're not gonna be able to understand it. Like, it's going to blow your mind, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you sit in the wheelbarrow. Actually, it says, as you live in Christ Jesus. That's exactly what I said, as you ride in the wheelbarrow. So what do we do? So what do we do if we find somebody that seems to want to take our freedoms away? Now this could be a person, this could be an ideological deal, I mean it, it, it could be the devil himself, okay? What do we do if we realize that something or someone is trying to take these freedoms away from us? Well, the Bible never leaves us hanging because in the very next verse in Galatians chapter 2, verse 5, Paul says exactly how to handle this, but we refused to give in to them. You are not gonna give away your freedom. Don't, it should be, these freedoms should be the most precious things you own, why? Because they cannot be taken away from you. You can give them away, but they cannot be forcibly taken. Paul says, but we refused to give in for a single moment. If you know something is evil, do not give in to it, do not entertain it, nothing. Don't try to be open-minded about evil. We wanted to preserve the truth of the gospel message for you. And then, but, but what if? What if it's your boss? What if your job's on the line? What if it's the president? What if it's somebody that has the power to throw you in jail? What if, it, what if it's somebody that has the power to take your life? This is what Paul said in the very next verse, verse 6. As for those who were held in high esteem, whatever they were, makes no difference to me. Paul don't care who you are. You are not taking Paul's freedom away from him. How many times have y'all been giving your freedoms away? You've been worried. You've been feeling guilty about that deal. You know what I'm talking about. You've been feeling shameful. You've been living in the what-if world, in the what-should-be world, in the it's-not-fair world. Man, put your big boy britches on. Let's grab a hold of our freedoms. And the title of this sermon, I want you to do it. And it's three words. And if you don't remember any of this gobbledygook that I've been talking about because that's what it sounded like to you, let me be able to summarize this message in three words. Never back down. Never back down. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you for the freedoms that you have given us through Christ. And God, I feel many people that are listening right now to your words, not mine. I can feel their souls kind of tensing up, ready for like. Now they have purpose. Now they see what's been going wrong. And if you see what's wrong, now you can fix it. God, nobody can take these things away. Even unto death, they cannot take them away from us. And it's these very things that, are, that they try to take from us that are going to give so much to us here and beyond. God, I pray that you give these people grit, determination, dedication, and diligence to do what you have called them to do. And God, make room for that wheelbarrow, because we're coming. In Jesus' name I pray.